The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Sumner County Spotlight is brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, MMLS number 518158. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight. Jeff Shannon. And welcome to Sumner County Spotlight. This is Jeff Shannon. And so nice to have you along here this Sunday morning. Of course, our show is sponsored by FM Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard right here in Hendersonville. And they're always a proud sponsor of the Spotlight, and we appreciate them so very much. To kick off the show today, we have a, a guest with the Community Child Care Services, and this is Christine Poppendorf. And Christine, hey, welcome to come in here. And I'm so glad we were able to connect because I know how busy you are and everything. And so introduce yourself and tell how you got here. Well, I am Christine Poppendorf, and I am the new executive director at Community Child Care Services here in Hendersonville. And I applied for a position after 27 years of experience running preschools, I applied for a new position and I applied for several. And after interviewing, this one just tugged at my heart. Something about it kept drawing me. I think the fact that our mission is to provide the same quality of care regardless of a parent's ability to pay. Okay. The sliding fee scale and everything we are able to provide, regardless of your income, a good basis for your early childhood education. And that just really tugged at me. I've been in the private sector where, you know, childcare rates go up accordingly with everything, but it felt right to go somewhere that really needed me and was really making a difference in some lives that might not be able to afford the $400 a week. Now, this is it's not a daycare. It is. We provide more. Okay. I mean, we are open 630 to 6. Okay. So it depends on your definition. I like to say we're not a daycare because we don't take care of the day. We take care of kids. <laughs> That's good. I like that. <laughs> so we are a child care center, but also trademark that. <laughs> we do need to trademark that. Um, also at preschool, so we do prepare them for kindergarten, okay. but it's done in stages. It's like we're going to work with infants to become toddlers. We're going to work with toddlers to become two-year-olds. Okay. We're going to work with two-year-olds. So it's like, I'm not going to tell you I'm going to work with your infant to make them a five-year-old. i got to make them a toddler first, mm-hmm. then a two. Okay. They've got to go through the steps. And that's what we're doing, and doing it in a very hands-on approach so that has meaning to their life. And what are the ages, that age cap from this age to this age? Six weeks till they go to kindergarten. Nice. Wow. That's a good formative stage. That you can is. impart a lot. It's the yeah. fun stages. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, with all the, the folks having to work and a lot of single parents these days, I mean, it, it, it really, at least they're just not put in a room, let them free play all day and not learning anything. This is, this is exceptional. Right. And it's done in such a way that it has meaning to them. You have to connect it to their environment and their world. So I always tell people, I'm like, I'll teach them about the whales and stuff if we're doing an ocean, but we also need to do catfish and things because we live in Tennessee and we have those. (laughs) We need to do deers and skunks. So it needs to have meaning to what they're going to see and experience so that they learn from those life lessons. We need to bring in skunk smells so they learn that early on. Oh, I think we probably can find some of those. (laughs) They're all over the place. They trust are. me. <laughs> they are. Now, what other? What are some of the the teaching techniques you would use with the with the small ones like this? Depending on their age, a lot of when I say hands on, it's more of a project approach. Okay. If say we were doing a unit on apples, so instead of just handing a picture and say color an apple. That has no real meaning to kids sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you cut the apple open and you talk about what's inside it, talk about the parts of it, the skin, the fact that the little brown thing on the bottom of an apple is actually where the flower was on the tree, letting them see the seeds inside, smell it, taste it. Okay. What can you make out of apples? What does apples start with? What else has that same sound? So it's done in a very hands-on way to where they're getting the full experience with all their senses and it's not just 
okay, we're going to learn about apples today. Here's mm-hmm. an apple. Can you say apple? Yeah. So, I mean, if you're taking somebody to the kindergarten stage, mm-hmm. are you introducing numbers and I'm sure colors and things like that? Yes, we do. And um, we definitely introduce the letters and the numbers and the colors and work on their handwriting skills and things like that. It's just done in a very, an approach that they can understand. Mm-hmm. It's like... In order for them to be able to write their name, of course, they've got to be able to hold the pencil. So we're going to make sure that we work on those skills. So sometimes it's things like cutting Play-Doh with scissors because that builds the same muscles so that then they can hold the pencil more correctly. Um, As far as the letters, it's introducing the letters, but talking more along the lines of back to the apple. Apple starts with A. What else has that sound? Mm -hmm. Showing them how to make it and the sound so that when they get to kindergarten, they are excited about learning and they're not already burnt out well it's it's exciting to know you're teaching how to handwrite because we know with the computers now this is all they know <laughs> but i'm telling you these little ones they, they've got computer chips built in their head well, I, they th- do. I i totally believe that because they just know how to do it they definitely at that small do age you know <laughs> but the fact that you're teaching them handwrite oh question for you while you were saying it can i come back and learn how to write sure i forgot how to write i my handwriting is so bad. Anytime. It's worse than, worse than Jonathan's. I mean, I... <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome anytime. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> we'll put you in the class. Can I have an apple? I'll give you an okay, apple. All right. <laughs> I like apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't have apple pie. We definitely... We actually have all healthy food. Oh, good. So, so you do provide meals and things like that We do like provide meals. The they right. get breakfast, lunch, and a snack. Okay. So we do try to limit all the sugars and preservatives that we possibly can and them still eat. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> you have to have that aspect of it. Instead they have of, to still eat. <laughs> yeah, still, instead of filling up on junk. But in you, it's not, not just a preschool, but to, how do you help families with this? Well, for our families, we do some parent education as well, um, find resources for them. Sometimes it may be resources of just providing food for their family or getting them in contact with somebody who maybe they need housing and finding some numbers or they need help paying for child care so we can get them numbers for the state. A lot of the churches around help us as well as far as providing clothing, things like that for families. Sometimes if you see that there might be a need for a child, it might be referring them to areas. I've made phone calls before and been like, hey, this I have a child that might need some evaluation done. This is the insurance they have or they don't have insurance. How can we help them? And just finding those resources for them so it's not just, okay, you're dropping your child off, but it's being there for the whole family so that the parents feel they can come in and kind of be like, hey, I've got this issue. I really don't know how I'm going to pay my electric bill today. And maybe we can find some resources that then can help them with that. Sure. So that's how we take care of the whole family because in order to take care of the child, the whole family has to be taken care of. Yeah. Well, it, and you know, the great thing of it is Sumner County did this year with the schools and other agencies were able to provide the free meals again this year, which I think is tremendous. And that's going to help out a, a lot of families right there. But you're a 501c3, so the payments that the parents make to you are tax deductible for them is that correct the payments that they make for their child care i don't do they get it they get a child care they uh, get their tax they get a tax credit um we give a statement that says you paid however much you paid for the year with tax ids or the 501c3 everything on it so that they can then use that with their accountant to turn in and I'll leave the tax information to the people that <laughs> have right. tax information. Yeah. You, I got you there, sister. That's <laughs> crazy. I don't mess with that. <laughs> but, you know, again, being a 501c3, you will take donations. So Absolutely. Corporate, so you have some corporate sponsors mm-hmm. that are involved. You have different organizations that are involved, and they can donate to you. And they can do monetarily as well as items and things like that. Right. Nature. Right. Definitely. There's always a need. Sometimes it is a financial need um, to provide stuff that we need on a different level sometimes it is hey i need crayons or whatever you know and maybe they'll provide that for us sometimes i do have some wish lists you know that things that i'd like to get and 
I, you know, sometimes people will call and just be like, hey, do you need something? I know I had the women's group come by the other day and asked me to send them a wish list of small items that they could help with. So no matter how small the organization is or how large, I know I reached out to one of the junior ROTC programs in town and they actually are going to post so that the kids can then get community service hours. Okay. I get muscle to help move furniture. (laughs) They get community service hours. So reaching out to that Boy Scouts group. Girl Scouts, different people as well that may be thinking out of the box, they can still, those kids can come in and then you've got teenagers who then are learning to help the community and get their yeah. service hours that they need for college anyway, mm-hmm. but they're providing a service that's going to help in the end. So it's everything across the board from service to items to actual monetary. So if somebody wanted to do a huge donation, how would they get in touch with you? They could call me at the center, they could email me, and then I would get them in touch with the board. And the board then would help with that. And um, so what, what's your website? It's community child care services. Dot org. <laughs> Dot org. Yeah. And then there is a donate tab there. So you can easily go there. It, just uh-huh. walks you, it walks you right through it. Just put your name and such in there. And someone will be in contact with you. Is there a phone number they can call? We do have a phone number. It is 615-824-5060. Okay. So we got that. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've only been there two weeks. This is going well, on my third week. So you know you're what? asking me these questions. See? <laughs> We were, uh, I'm throwing them out there, though. The board has is, is hired us to put you through the ringers here. Oh, no, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> now for the hard questions. Oh, no, the hard ones. But I think, you know, with all of the, the organizations like yourselves that, that, I mean, you work off donations. Yes. And you have to have those donations. But I will say something, you know, Summer County has really stood up in more ways than one to help organizations here, especially when it involves children. And something uh, as great of a need as this is, I think is exceptional. And, you know, you put it out there and it's going to tug at their heart and there you go. You got it. Yeah, especially now. I mean, a lot of these parents with COVID and everything, they've went through a time where they were laid off or they've made less money. And it's just been really tough on some of them. So having those extra that extra income come in to help them just makes such a huge difference. And the kids is you know they need the stability. Well, and you know with the the child care expense that some of these uh, the families have to go through, and with the the pandemic and people laid off and they need money to live. You know, having an organization like this that I think is really going to help them out. It's going to twofold basically. It's going to help the mom or the dad go to work and make sure their their child is taken care of. Plus, then on the other side, the child is actually learning something, not just playing with toys all day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and some of the kids, because you think about what they went through this past year, not only their their families having financial issues sometimes because of COVID or other reasons, they've went through tornadoes and everything within a two-year span. They have faced things that we never faced growing up including a pandemic and so they have felt those same fears those same stresses that we felt so we can provide a place where they can express that stress in a child way and we understand it and so we can help them and it takes them and then it gives mom and dad a little break from I don't have to be the strong one for two hours while they're there Mm -hmm. six hours while they're there I can I can get myself regrouped right and then the time that they spend with them is a little more quality well and you're in you're in a position I guess to to really dig deep in to a family that happens to come to you to know, huh, they're in need. I mean, you can just feel it. It's You know where they're at, and that helps you to help them. If you know what their situation is, it's really good because you have access to all the resources that you can send them to. Absolutely, and sometimes it's just getting that trust with them and just Mm -hmm. reading the body language and knowing that there's something else going on and not judging. We aren't going to judge anybody. You come in and you tell me you can't feed your child. I'm going to find you food. We are not going to judge you for it because there's no need for that. Yeah. They need food. It's there. I mean, there's a lot more to this story. And when we come back on the other side, we're going to find out more. And I know another way that people can donate. We're going to cover that as well. So we'll be right back on the other side with more of Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. 
And we're back with Sumner County Spotlight. Uh, this is Jeff Shannon. And we've been speaking with Christine Poppendorf. And uh, she is the executive director at Community Child Care Services at, right here in Hendersonville. And we were talking on the other side about how people can donate. And you can actually, I guess when you check out at Kroger, you can select your services there to make a donation with. You can use your Kroger card, card like yeah. your ID. I always key my phone number in for yeah. mine because I never can keep up with cards. But yeah. that little... Kroger card you have, you can use that ID and connect it to us, and then we earn credits on that way. Hey, every little bit helps, you know. It does. That's definitely what you need. And then we we were talking about the fees they pay, and I think a lot of parents, that's the first thing that comes to their mind. How am I going to be able to afford this? I mean, you don't just pull a number out of your hat. You have a formula already set. Right. And so how how would that get their information and then go from there? Yeah, we get your information and say that your, our tuition is $240 a week. Then we're going to take, we'll ask you to bring in your check stubs. Mm -hmm. We need two check stubs. And then we take that to figure out what your income is. We plug that in and then it'll spit out. And out of that 240, maybe you're only going to be charged 143 a week based on your income. And then we also suggest to pretty much everybody who's on that sliding scale that they contact the state of Tennessee. It's the through DHS and it's the Child Care Certificate mm-hmm, Office mm-hmm. and they have child care certificates. So out of that 143, you may be a family that's eligible for the state to pay a portion of it. That portion may be anywhere from like $99, $115 to even $138 or $150 of your care. Mm-hmm. So we some families may end up not actually paying money out of pocket where others may end up paying $50 or $20 and it's between what the state does and I don't know their formula but they have their own formula and then they determine and it's through smart steps as well okay pretty much anyone who's eligible for WIC or 10 care is usually eligible for this Um, single parents usually are eligible but they do take into account all your income including any child support or social security benefits that the family might be drawing and then they send a certificate to us that says we're going to pay X amount. Then we kind of figure out what their fee would be. So between the sliding scale that we offer and getting the certificates, it makes it very affordable sure. for families. Well, that's a lot better than four or five hundred dollars a week. I mean, a lot of people are freaking out over that. It's like, hey, we can't. How do you people do it? <laughs> but this is this sounds like an excellent uh, plan. Yeah, it really works for a lot of families, and it provides care. And like I said, the I strongly believe myself that regardless of what your family can afford, you deserve the best education sure. at every age. So it should not your education should not be determined by the amount of money your parents can afford to pay. Yeah. So this makes it a more equal playing ground. Yeah. And the fact that it's, you know, they're actually learning something. And again, they're just not, you know, go over there and play with that, you know, slime. <laughs> <laughs> but they're actually getting an education and having fun doing it. So I think you know, kudos to that. I mean, that's, I think a lot of people worry about that. I mean, how is, what is my child benefiting from this? You're not just taking them, dumping them off and, but they're actually something is going to develop with them. So that's, that's great. Right. Now, how big a staff do you have? I have about 25 right now. Wow. Okay. And, and, and these are all teachers and these are child all, care yes, helpers? they are. They are. That's everything. Um, right now, I mean, volunteers, it's all the teaching staff and we have two cooks and then the admin staff. Everybody, including the volunteers, if they wanted to, they have to go through a complete background check through Absolutely. the state. Yes. <laughs> so the state does that. So there's a full background check that runs through the TBI and FBI. Mm-hmm. So... Everybody is cleared through them, and then we do our own vetting. (laughs) Come into this room. Jonathan will talk to you in just a minute. (laughs) We have ways. Yeah, we have ways. We will find out the details. (laughs) Now, where are you located? We are located at... On Executive Park okay. Drive. Yep, and that's uh, Imperial Drive behind the post office, the Executive Park back in there. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, so it's a really nice uh, facility over there. It is. It's very nice. We have 11 classrooms, Yeah, and the playgrounds are broken up so that different ages are on each playground, so you don't have to worry about your toddler getting ran over by your four-year-old. Can I come to school there? Absolutely. Sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) I might need an education here. (laughs) You come on. We'll take care of that. (laughs) I can teach them how to do voices. They would love that. (laughs) They would absolutely love that. You know what's so funny? I've moved up from Orlando. My niece and nephew lived up in Knoxville. Always thought that we lived with Mickey 
and Goofy and all of those. And so every time I would call them, I would have to do the Mickey voice and the Goofy voice. And they actually think they were talking to them because yeah. that we live there, you know. So yeah. it's, it's so fun. Kids the, are just so kids fun. are really, especially at that age group. I mean, that's a perfect demo for me because. I just act crazy and little kids love it and they laugh. They do. And it's like you put a puppet on and they see, they see you put the puppet on and they still think that puppet's the one talking to them. (laughs) It's so great. So great. Um, So what are the things that, um, that people can do to help you? They can get in touch with us. They can, of course, if there's services they want to provide, let me know that. If they have services that they can provide, like the Lions Club comes out mm-hmm. and does vision screening for the kids. So if there's services, I know a couple of the dentists come out and check their teeth for us. Those types of things, definitely donate money if you're in a position to do so. No amount is too small. Mm-hmm. Um, we can definitely use it because the little amounts end up creating bigger amounts just you know offering to come in and help even as far as painting or you tell me what what your talents are and we can get you in it somebody might just want to come in and tell a story and that doesn't seem like a lot but to kids that is so much it gives them another person to look up to another person to aspire to be like so singing you know anything yeah so anybody can come in and yeah, all they have to do is call me. We can schedule it, and I schedule it so that I only have, like, one additional person in the building at a time right now because we're trying to be healthy and safe <laughs> yeah. um, and arrange it so that the kids are at, you know, a safe distance and everything, and that's just the world that we live in at this moment. Yeah. But definitely, we have out, we love having people come in. I, in the past, have had people like artists come in and show them how to do art. Police, Things, police and fire department? Police they're, and they're fire department. They're always good at doing that. Yeah. yeah. Even I've went as far as the Nashville Symphony. They bring instrument petting zoo. I don't know if they're back doing it, but mm-hmm. that's a free thing that they can bring and let the kids then see instruments. Um, my dream is to get some musicians come in and bring things like banjos and fiddles that the kids don't. Kids know guitars and drums and pianos, but the instruments that we are so close to Nashville, we are in a music city world. Yeah, That's their culture, so let's Absolutely. bring it in for them. And let them be exposed to clean rap and clean country and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, rock and everything. There's not a genre of music that's not okay. It's yeah. just, I just need to make sure the words are good. Yes. <laughs> well, and with this area, you should not have any trouble finding folks that can do that, doing harmonicas and fiddles and, you know, all of that I think would be a, a, a entertaining way to do that. I know several of the, the uh, celebrities have done several of these kinds of, of events. So Yeah, it's just getting it out there and letting the kids get exposed yeah. to stuff that normally they may, they see it on TV, they hear it on the radio, but to see it mm-hmm. in person is totally, totally different. different yeah. And they can go up and talk to them and ask their own questions. And even, I know one time I, we were doing a unit on aeronautics and that sounds crazy to do with four-year-olds but we were doing aeronautics and we were talking about what that means but they wanted they had some questions like kick questions about airplanes Mm -hmm. so we emailed pilots and the pilots all sent back their answers (laughs) and it was amazing because then the kids got from the pilot and i would pull the computer out and let them see it actually came from a pilot but it was like you know their questions were where does it go when you flush the potty on an airplane (laughs) you know they had those kind of questions but the pilots just were like i'll answer them and they sent me the answers so really we're in a time where you have to think out of the box and use that for the kids well kids will 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 speak honestly because they you know, oh, yes. at, the, at that age, they don't really have that filter in there. That they just say it when it comes out. And that's why some of these shows are really, you know, really popular. The kids say the darndest things and they really do. And it's it's really entertaining to, to listen to some of these things. Yeah, they can say some crazy stuff. I remember about, I was uh, in the police department for many years down in Orlando and I used to go by the daycare centers because they were out playing. And so I'd bring the car by and flip the lights on and whoop, whoop, you know, and that kind of, they just all come to the fence and it was just, it was really positive thing to do high fives and fist pumps and all of that. And one little guy said to me one time, says, Hey, officer Jeff, shoot your gun. I want to see how fast the bullets go. And I go, eh, it's not going to happen. <laughs> they go really fast. Yeah, they do have lots of those questions. But I think they asked like a policeman one time, I heard one of them ask, what does a taser feel like? I mean, their questions are so yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah. And it's pretty much the questions we all want to know we just have a filter don't say it (laughs) (laughs) 
but they 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 are so like sponges at this age and that's the great thing about it and what's so great about what you you all are doing there because you're not making their brain go to mush they're actually developing that and you're offering all the tools that that they're going to need and which to do it so hats off to you because community child care services is a, a valuable resource here in our community and uh, folks need to get involved with it and again you can go to the, the website they have is community child care hville.org so community child carehville.org and you can check that out and all the things are up there there's even a place there i guess if you wanted to get a career in this you yes. can fill out a form there absolutely you can they donate can. there you can uh-huh. get all the information that you need and i see you even have a family portal so people can the families can go in and get information yes so the families can get their information they can email back and forth whatever they need to do with us i'm always available they can always anybody can call schedule a time if you just want to see what we're about or sit down and talk with me I obviously love to talk. I am more than willing to invite you in and let you do it. Like, I'll be up there this Saturday. So, if anybody came by on Saturday, I will show people around on Saturdays, yeah. too. I'm just going to be up there working. But... You do tours of the yes. facility. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, they can see all that. Yeah. So, you can see everything. Um, so, anytime, you just let me know, and I'd be happy to show anybody around. If you're thinking about what can you do, just come by and we'll talk. We can sit yeah. down and talk and talk about what you've got to offer, what our needs are, and see how we can work together yeah. as partners. Now, your office hours or your times that you're open are? 6.30 to 6. Okay. And if, if a parent's running late, because that happens with, if they're especially if they're working downtown and they get stuck in traffic, they can call you and arrangements can be made. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, hey, it's a no-brainer, folks. I mean, <laughs> everything's there for you. Let's see. So we do have uh, the phone number, 615-824-5060 is how they can get a hold of you. And then an email is info at communitychildcarehville.org. And you can get a hold of them. They're located right here in Hendersonville at 182 Executive Park Drive. And it's pretty easy to find. I mean, it's uh, right across from Gene Brown Elementary School, uh, where the post office is here in, in Hendersonville. So you kind of get a general idea of where that, that is. And Imperial Boulevard runs right I guess you would turn off Imperial to, to turn in Executive yes. Park Drive right uh-huh. there. So pretty easy to find. And it's a nice facility over there. It is. It's very nice. So we we would love to see you. Well, is there anything that you would want to partake here and let everybody know? Just that we're out there for you. Even if you're not going to use our services, if you don't need our services, but you have a question, whether it's a grandchild or whatever, we're here for you. Um, We will help direct you the best we possibly can. It's about helping the community and helping the families. Whether you're attending my center or another center, we're here to help you. And how is COVID? I mean, you've got all the COVID situations and protocols and such in place and spraying. Because, you know, with little ones, you got to keep cleaning all the time. (laughs) Yeah, we do. We do that. We actually have started taking temps as people are coming in the building right now just because the numbers are rising. And we're trying to head it off at the front door versus waiting until they get in. Just limiting, like I said, limiting the number of people in the rooms, tracking, making sure I know who's been in what room for how many minutes and everything as far as adults. So that if anything does arise, then we can track that. And so it's safe to bring your children there. Yes. Yeah. And that's good. And, you know, constantly uh, monitoring, you know, the situation I think is important because it, it does change that seems like on a daily basis now, but it and does. you're keeping up with that. So now, if somebody did have some problems with masks and things like that, and if they wanted their children not to or to wear them, you're okay with either way. We are. Yeah. I mean, they're kids. If yeah. you've ever tried to get a group of three year olds to wear a mask, you would know. <laughs> you should do a video on that. That's... They are kids. But yes, we will work with the families on those situations. Great. All right. Well, we've been speaking with Christine Poppendorf of the Community Child Care Services right here in Hendersonville. So, Christine, thank you so much for coming thank in. Thank you. And it's been great talking to you. And I'll. Uh, I'll be in your next class. Okay. I'll I'll bring even my own pencil. Okay, that's good. (laughs) Teach me how to write. (laughs) All right, that's going to wrap up this uh, segment. We'll be right back after these words. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. 
And welcome back to Summer County Spotlight. This is Jeff Shannon. And, uh, hey, we have a lot of football action that's getting ready to start here at WHIN. High school football action is back. And we're going to be streaming all the teams here in Sumner County, most of them anyway. And we're going to have the Gallatin game that's going to be live on air right here at WHIN starting, I think we have a pregame at 6. So I, I thought what better time to bring in our sports director, Greg Arias, right now. And he's going to... Talk about all this football action and what's coming up this year. Well, a lot, actually. Uh, all the high schools in Sumner County are, are back in action, as we were last year. We were fortunate here in Sumner County uh, that we were able to complete the season. Everybody played all of their games. There were none lost to uh, the COVID monster. Now, certainly there were some kids that missed some time uh, because of it and because of the uh, quarantine rules that went with it. But fortunate to get through that and hopefully... We thought coming into this season things would be much better, but now of late as the numbers have continued to go back up and go the wrong direction, we're still in that same kind of a situation of you know wait and see. We don't yeah. really know what's going to happen. Full crowds are allowed so far. That could okay. change at any point in time. Uh, it's really just you know uh, wait and see what what's going to happen with this and what might be uh, the ramifications of it. But we start. And we'll have a game under our belt uh, this week, and yeah. you know, let's let's go and let's see what happens. Absolutely. Well, and I think all the the numbers keep changing here, especially in Summer County. I know that we've had some disturbing news here lately, and what do you do? I mean, you have all of these folks that want to go to a game. People want to get back to normal. Again, we have to be cautious. I know the school board, I don't think they're going to really mandate masking or showing your you know, vaccination card, anything like that. Not Nothing that dramatic. But I think most people have to take for themselves, do what's right for you, what you feel right. If you're feeling ill, you have symptoms of whatever, just don't go out. Exactly. I mean, it's a lot of common sense that goes with this. And I don't want to get in anything off the topic of sports, but uh, it's certainly troubling. It's certainly fearful for a lot of people. Now, people like myself, I've been exposed to it several times. And fortunately, to this point, I've been able to avoid any sickness from this thing. So, you know, that could change tomorrow. Heck, I could walk out of here today and be, you know, down tomorrow. I don't know. Common sense. And I I think that's the thing that's lacking from a lot of the discussion that's going on is just use common sense. Do yeah. what's best for you. You know your situation. Talk to your doctors, your health care providers, and t- do what they tell you to do for you. For people that are immunocompromised or have pre-existing comorbidities, any of that kind of stuff, you need to follow their directions closely. If you're healthy and you're young, your doctor may tell you something different, but go with what they say. Use your common sense, and let's hopefully be able to go through 10 weeks of the regular season of high school football and then five weeks to a state championship coming up that will be in Chattanooga by uh, coincidence. Yes, moved from Tennessee Tech down to UTC. Uh, A lot nicer facility as far as the stadium and no disrespect to Tech. Dwayne Alexander, the head coach up there, great guy. He's a buddy. But uh, I'm excited about the opportunity to potentially go to Chattanooga this year. One thing because they have an elevator at Finley Stadium (laughs) in Chattanooga and you don't have to do what's called the 86-step challenge which is how many steps it takes to get from the ground to the press box, press box in yeah. Cookville. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, it's, get your exercise in. Right? Well, you, you do that, but after you do it a couple times in one day, it's like, I'm sitting down. I'm not going back down those steps again That's and having right. to come back up until I leave, and we'll do it That's again right. either tomorrow, depending on what your schedule is, or next year. Yeah. So, how, how do you think the uh, – let's start with Gallatin, since you're you're going to be voicing the Gallatin game. Uh, how does the team look? And have you seen some pregame stuff? I have. They've changed offenses this year. Nathan Wilson, the former offensive coordinator, has moved down to Beach. He's coaching there with the Buccaneers staff with Coach Crabtree. Stephen Clements has taken over as the offensive coordinator at Gallatin, and they've gone from a spread-style offense to a flex-bone offense. Now, think about that. If you've never heard of it before, but if you've seen Army or Georgia Tech play – that's it. More Army than Georgia Tech, but it's got yeah. a little bit of Georgia Tech influence. Yeah. But they'll look like a wing tee in that they'll have what's called a B-back or a fullback. 
and then it'll have two wings on each side. Now, those wings can also go out into pass routes. They can do various things out of them. They can move them around, but it's a totally different offensive scheme, and it's run-dominated. It's an option offense, okay. so you'll see the quarterback pitching the football to the trailing back, just like you see at Army or, as I mentioned, Georgia Tech. going to be fun. They're trying to take advantage of the amount of running backs, and they've got seven kids that are legitimately good running backs. That speed? Carry. Yes, speed. Oh, yeah. Uh, got a quarterback that's very mobile, very athletic. That's the eighth. And so that's part of the reason that they went to this because they didn't necessarily have as many wide receivers as they might have had in some years past. Now, could some of these kids have possibly played wide receiver? Yes, Mm -hmm. but their talents are more of running the football, and thus uh, that was part of the thought process in making the change and going over to this flexbone offense. So who do you have your eye on this year? A couple of players. One is Zakayan Brinkley. He is a big, and when I say big, 230-pound running back is a sophomore in high school. Sophomore. (laughs) Now, this is an exaggerated (laughs) comparison in respect to the ability of the two particular people here. Mm -hmm. But when you look at him physically, the size of his legs and just the way he runs the football, he reminds you of Earl Campbell. And, of course, if you're a young guy, you may not know who that is. If you don't know who Earl Campbell was, Google him, YouTube him, yeah, see some of the videos. He's not as strong, not as polished at this age, I don't think. Now, could he get there? Potentially. But he's got the one thing that Campbell had that you can't teach, and that's size. He's number one. There's several other guys that I really like, but there's an interesting transfer. A kid moved into Gallatin out of Jackson, Tennessee, Jaheim Merriweather. He's a sophomore. He's already listed as a three-star prospect at running back, and they nice. tell me he's legit 4-3, speed. Uh, for a sophomore. So he's going to be one that I think that's uh, working his way up. Now, obviously, being a transfer coming in, he had a lot to learn with the offense and and to kind of get into things. But I think if he continues to progress and should, the coaches are very high on him. By season end, he might be a kid that you're hearing something about. Yeah. Now, do they, I don't know, in high school, do they have a review game video? Yes, all the coaches, they've got what's called a huddle system, and I'm on it, and I guess probably some of our other WHIN broadcasters might be on theirs for their particular team. Each week, the coaches send out the film on this, and it goes to every player's phone, so they don't do film session like they did when you and I, back in the Stone Age, when we wore the leather helmets and all that kind of stuff. Um, It comes to the kid's phone, and the kids are responsible for watching this, and they can look at this any time, any place laying at bed at night you know in class i'm sure some of them probably do that too but you can just go on your phone and and watch the game film now the coaches do do film sessions with the kids but it's not the full game like we used to do where you watch every single play the coaches will break it down and because it's all on a computer they can take out certain plays and go and click a button that play comes out those are the plays they might only show the guys 10 plays out of the entire game film depending on their position or what they want to do even though the coaches have to spend time to go through the film and to click the buttons and to pull all this stuff out and to do what's called ODK, offense, defense, kicking, uh, that separates the the plays so that they can watch them. Uh, it's more on the coaches, but it makes it easier for them at the same time. Well, I think it's good for them because if they want to target an individual, so if you have a threat on the other side, you're going to look at their, those those people's tapes and look and, and try to find a weakness on them. Oh, absolutely. And you can go through this and pull, as I said, the ODK offense and go only offense so you can see if the opponent or the, the player you're wanting to, to look at the off, their offense in a particular game ran 25 plays. You can pull all 25 of those out so oh, you don't have nice. to watch all the other stuff in between. You yep. can watch those 25 plays as a defensive coach and go through and break that stuff down. So while it does, as I said, take a little bit more time on the front end, it's much better on the back end because of what it's able to do and just eliminate you having to sit there every time like the old, you know, the nine millimeter mm-hmm. film that rolled through. You couldn't skip that. You had to run through it all. Yeah. Now they can skip through all all this stuff that they don't want to see. Yeah, with Gallatin, I mean, so you think their 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 prospects are looking really good for this year? Well, I think there's potential. Do we have a lot of new players, or we still have some uh, seniors? There's coming some back? seniors coming back. There's some juniors that played a lot. There's a huge and very good sophomore class that was really yeah, good in like middle it. school and were really good as freshmen last year. That and Brinkley, that I mentioned, the running back is one of those kids that's going to fill that role. And then they've got a freshman team this year that won't really help the varsity, but they were very 
very good last year as eighth graders at Schaefer and Rucker Middle School. So there's a lot of talent on the horizon in that sophomore and freshman class that, that are there this year. Again, I use the word potential. I'm one of these people that doesn't, and I know it has to be done. You go to the newspaper and no disrespect to those guys, but they predict what teams are going to do. Yeah, High school football is so hard to predict Yeah, because you could have one player in high school get hurt in your entire season. For instance, Hendersonville High School, and I'm not wishing this on anybody, but anybody that knows anything about Hendersonville High School, Ellis Ellis is the man at mm-hmm. Hendersonville High School. If something were to happen to him and he were to be out for a game or two or an extended period of time, it's really going to change what they're doing because he is so talented and such a good football player that it shifts everything. You just yeah. can't lose guys like that. It's not like college when you're at Alabama or you're in the NFL, next man up. Yes, next man steps up in high school, but it's not nearly the same talent level a lot of times with a guy like Ellis Ellis and some of these other players that you have. When you lose them, you've lost a lot. Well, let me ask you this, and, th- and I, it's happened to me when I played basketball in high school. So you come in as a freshman, and of course, the, everybody's watching, and they see some talent, let's say as a freshman, or even, uh, you know, even as a sophomore and you want to pull them up to varsity do you feel that that it hurts them or does it help them because they they can be kind of intimidated going up to the older older guys and playing with them well it can in a lot of cases but then there's a lot of kids too that can do that and, and i'll go back a few years to people around sumner county remember jalen heard when he played at beach he's now with the san francisco 49ers so a kid like that especially in a state mm-hmm. like tennessee where there's not as much high school talent overall okay overall as we see in california as we see in texas and georgia and mississippi it's just not uh, there's talent here don't get mm-hmm. me wrong there's great football players in the state of tennessee but top to bottom talent those states are far ahead of what you see and you can just go look at college recruiting to be able to tell that mm-hmm. that these states so you know, alabama for instance you go look at their their roster of recruits that nick saban pulls down there they've got kids coming a lot from texas they've got their quarterback this year's coming from california so i I mean, the talent level in those states is just far above Tennessee. Now, there's wow. some Tennessee kids that get Division One that are really good football players. But overall, it's just easier for a kid as a sophomore, I would say, here in Tennessee or even a freshman to step up, especially if you're like a Jalen Hurd, that you have that size. As a freshman, when you're 6'2", 6'3", 220 pounds, you can step up physically more yeah. so than even mentally mm-hmm. and be ready to play. Yeah. Now, are there certain rules, and and I know NCAA, they have certain rules, but does the high school level have the rules like NCAA would have, like how you you recruit, how you can approach people, how you can, you know. Well, you're not supposed to recruit, but we all know in the state of Tennessee that in some instances it does go on, and I'm not going to to speak ill of anybody, but um, the private school and public school dispute that went all the way to the Supreme Court back in the late 80s, early 90s, obviously uh, coming here with Brentwood Academy, one of the private schools that challenged the TSSAA and that caused for a time the private public school split where the private schools played each other and Mm -hmm. the public schools played each other and they didn't intermingle. Now they've gone away from that and gotten back together but uh, it's it, there's recruiting that goes yeah. on in the state. I'm not going to, and there's some public schools that do it too. And yeah. you hear stories, and again, I'm not going to throw dirt at anybody and, and mention any names specifically, but it happens. But there are rules against it. Yeah. And yet, if you can do it and not get caught, you know, it's like income taxes. If you can fudge on your income taxes and not get caught, all the better. Yeah. So just, uh, just so happened I had to move move into this school district. So I don't know. It just my parents had to move, and here we are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, as far as Gallatin goes. The uh, the coaching staff. Now, you had, did you have some changes there? I know you mentioned a few guys, but Nathan Wilson left, went to Beach. Stephen okay. Clemens, who was on staff as co-defensive coordinator, moved over to take over the offensive coordinator role. So that helps with continuity. He knows the kids and just stepped from one side of the football to the other. Hayden Alexander was the wide receivers coach. He moved down to Beach, and they've brought in uh, former Gallatin player Marcus Williams, who has joined the staff as receivers coach, and they've worked okay. in some of the other staff members uh, to work there so they changed some positions around but those there were two losses in two additions I mentioned Marcus and then they brought in Paul Pitts as the offensive line coach and he mm-hmm. comes from Trousdale County okay. which has a pretty good track record of high school football in the state of Tennessee and uh, I think he's done a really good job
job with what I've seen. I don't go to practice every day, but the few times I've been there, uh, the kids seem to have responded to him and what he's trying to do. So, and I know you've been out to the, the stadium. I don't know if you've been to several of them to check out the condition of the fields uh, this year. Is there any changes made on that? No, I've only been to Gallatin. I've been to some practices there and then went to the the scrimmages they had. Uh, Their field is is the same for the most part. Some cosmetic things. They've done some cleanup. The county, um, for people around the county that might not know it or might not have been there, the parking lot outside Gallatin Stadium was a gravel, old, lumpy, bumpy, not-so-great parking lot. The county's come in and totally paved it, put lines down, made parking places. It looks like a brand-new facility as far as the parking lot and they've done some other cosmetic things i know that uh, hendersonville had some plans and and some other schools had some plans but i've not been there to see any of that nice well we got uh, some more teams to talk about and when we come back from this break we'll talk about that and we're speaking with our sports director here at whin greg arias uh, we'll be right back with more of sumner county spotlight fnm bank presents sumner county spotlights since 1906 fnm bank has been serving middle tennessee with first class products and services visit them today at 221 indian lake boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbag.com. And we're back with more Southern County Spotlight. Uh, this morning, we are speaking with uh, Greg Arias, our WHIN sports director. And football action is back. This past Friday night, everything kicked off, and uh, everything's looking good this year. And I think we're bringing back the coaches show this year as well, which is coming up this next Wednesday. And yes. it'll be airing on Wednesdays. And we'll be talking with the coaches and, and kind of breaking down some of the game activities that are going on. And uh, so how's that going to run this year? Well, it will be at Swaney Swift Restaurant. I went restaurant instead yes. of Swaney Swift show, or as I said, you and I off the air joking. I I kind of fumbled that one, but it'll be at Swaney Swift's on the okay. square and on the square. That's what that's what it was. It was square yeah. in Gallatin, and uh, we'll be doing that from six to seven o'clock okay. on Wednesday nights, and it will be streamed live on the WHAN Facebook page okay. as it's been in the past. Mm-hmm. And we want to encourage people that if you're out and about want to go down. get a good meal come up there join us you can be part of the show we might even who knows put a microphone out in the crowd if we got some people and say hey ask the coaches a question and it's not just going to be gallatin only We'll invite all of the other coaches, and I know uh, the past couple of seasons, Coach Beasley from Hendersonville, Coach Geisinger from down at Pope John have both been guys that have regularly been there. We extend the invitation to Coach Crabtree at Beach, uh, Coach Alexander at Station Camp. So any of these guys, uh, Coach Perry up at Westmoreland and – Ryan Hamilton at White House. I was about to forget the name there. Uh, and any of these guys on any given occasion can be there. Now, the first three that I mentioned, Guy Singer, uh, Beasley, and Chad Watson at Gallatin, are, are pretty regular. And I'm assuming they will be regulars again this year. But we'll talk about high school football. We may even throw in some stuff about stuff from outside of Sumner County, depending yeah. on if there's any big news, obviously, that's taking place in that week. And I and mentioned it's free. Yeah, and it's free. free. Other than the food. Now, so Wayne Swift's going to charge you if you get their delicious cheeseburger or uh, one of their sandwiches. Milkshakes. Yes, milkshakes, one of those. Absolutely. You'll have to pay for the food, but (laughs) to come in and and to watch the show is free and to to ask a question. Even if we don't put you on the air, you can maybe say, hey, you know, ask Coach so-and-so. And and if it's something I don't think of, we can do that. So it's it's a fun time to get together, and we hope that we have some people come out and join us for that every Wednesday night throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, that's going to be great. Um, so with the other teams falling in, in place here, let's uh, Hendersonville. Let's talk Hendersonville now. And so, how are they looking this year? Well, you know, I have not seen them. I've talked to a few people, and I mentioned him earlier. Ellis Ellis is is the guy there. He's the bell cow, to use an old Keith Jackson uh, term. He's the guy that's going to lead the Commandos, and they've got a lot of other talented players. This is not just a one man show. They've got some other other kids there that are very capable. They had some significant losses in some places from last season, so they, like everybody else, they've got some work to do uh, in finding some kids to to fall into those spots but they're going to run the wing tee they're going to be physical they're going to play tough defense under coach beasley and you know it would just be a new name under the the numbers of some of these young kids that they've got coming up that were freshmen and sophomores that we didn't see or hear about last year i mm-hmm. expect them to be very good uh, they're playing in the region with gallatin and with beach and with the three schools out of clarksville and they are right there at the top of the pecking order for this thing at least from what mm-hmm. i can tell at this point in time and have a shot at a region title and 
and certainly with four teams from the region going, I think they're going to be one of the four that will make the playoffs. I won't mm-hmm. venture a guess as to first, second, third, or fourth, but I certainly think mm-hmm. they're a playoff caliber squad. So who do we have on the mic there at Hendersonville? Zach Williams. Okay. Uh, he does that. And Joe Townsend, at least uh, last year, and I haven't talked to Zach, but I'm pretty sure Joe will be back uh, doing uh, the color commentary he was a former hendersonville player played offensive lineman at vanderbilt as well so a lot of football knowledge there and hopefully he keeps zach straight <laughs> i don't know if that's possible but uh. well that's true we know zach so <laughs> <laughs> um so what about uh, let's see we got a white house how, how are they looking to you, to you see so far you know i have not seen anything from white house or, or really talked to anybody up there very much they were a mediocre record-wise team a season ago of course longtime coach jeff porter uh, bowed out up there retired mm-hmm. two years ago ryan hamilton now going into what i think i believe i'm right is his third year as the head coach uh, they've got some players that some people are excited about i know and they're looking certainly for an improved season there's a lot of pride blue devil pride as they call it there in white house and i expect them to have a bounce back because one of the things that changed for them with the reclassification last year and by the way i should mention this hendersonville was 6a last year they stayed at 6a gallatin and beach were both 5a but because of their enrollments they've moved up to 6a so they're playing in the top class in the state i say that to tell you that white house who had been 4a because of enrollment now has fallen down to 3a so they're in a totally different region and i like their chances of making some noise this year being in that smaller classification with what i've heard of some of the talent that i think those guys have coming back it could be a really good year for them uh, but again and that's my fault i haven't really had a lot of time to yeah. to research them that well yeah the thing that just crossed my mind with the new liberty uh, campuses that are going in it's it might be a while before they get a football program in the high school because i know they're, they're trying to get that all set up but it looks phenomenal what division would you think they would fall in that's a great question i've we seen some things that uh, that seem to suggest that they would initially start out in their second year in 5a now they'll okay. do what green hill high school over in mount juliet did last year they played a season where they didn't do playoffs they just played games they scheduled and had a year to build to get the coach to get some kids in and to learn some things and do some things so you don't throw a bunch of kids that have been pulled from three or four different schools because the way i understand it liberty creek will draw some from white house some from potentially portland even based on the the way that i've seen one map now again this could could all change this wasn't an official school board thing it was a map that someone had put out Uh, but they'll definitely get uh kids out of beach out of uh Station, Station camp. camp. Yeah. So there's sure. a potential. You could draw kids from four different zones, four different current high schools into this new school. Yeah. And what that does, when you bring them together, it's tough. Yeah. I mean, you don't see first-year teams come out and be very good because of this, because they've pulled these different kids from different places. They haven't been necessarily working together. The kids that come from all these different places that run these different offenses and defenses have to learn everything that you're doing. Yeah. So they do this first-year kind of ramp-up, if you will, like Green Hill and Gallatin went there and played Green Hill last year at their place. Beautiful facility, by the way. They get to ramp up. Now this year, Green Hill, there's people talking about these guys saying, hey, you know, we saw some things from them late last year that they could be a pretty good squad this year. And Liberty mm-hmm. Creek's going to do much the same. They'll mm-hmm. do the same ramp-up year and then in the second year. But to answer your question, it looks like at least potentially they could be a 5A out of the six classifications. Uh, but again, uh, that'll be in a couple of years because that's when the next reclassification for the TSSAA comes in, and that will impact White House, Portland, Station Camp, and Beach because those kids lost could potentially move them up or down depending mm-hmm. on what happens between now and then with enrollment. Yeah, now what is Liberty Creek going to be called? They're Patriots? or I, I, Good I, question. I, I thought I saw something, but I wasn't sure. You know, I, I think you... you I don't. I don't want okay. to speculate. Yeah. I, I think there was a name released, but I am not a hundred percent sure, and haven't really spent a whole lot of time on much of that. It's you know the the gossip <laughs> wheel in Sumner County, especially when it comes to high school sports, is, yeah. is pretty big. Yeah. And so you hear a lot of things from a lot of the passionate fans, but yeah, I don't exactly know what they're going to be at this point in time. Okay. I do know where they are. I've been by the location and looked at it, and it was a muddy field with a lot of blocks in it at the time <laughs> I was out there. So I'm sure it's yeah. come a long way since I was there, but yeah. it's not quite complete yet. Yeah. Beach looks like a formidable uh, opponent this year as they were last year. 
And they Beach did quite and, well last year. Absolutely. Beach and they lost to Summit, who, uh, with uh, Keaton and Destin Wade, the two twins uh, that are going to the University of Kentucky, they won the Summit, won the state championship. Uh, Beach in a very close ball game at Beach. Uh, and then Summit went on to win the semifinal in the state championship. But Beach, Beach might be the most significant change in the fact that what i've seen on film of beach they have been a power eye run the football team under coach anthony crabtree well they've got a six foot four or five six foot six somewhere at six between six four and six six big. quarterback he's a big guy <laughs> they've got a wide receiver in andrew page that's a four-star college prospect he's got offers okay. tennessee and some other uh, sec schools uh, tall, wiry. So they've gone from this run-based team to a spread wide open, let's throw the football because they don't necessarily have, I mentioned Jalen Hurd, they don't necessarily have uh, Tayshawn Jefferson or some of these other guys that they've had in the last three or four years in the backfield. They don't have that stud running back. They've got that stud receiver and they're going to use mm-hmm. him and that's a trait of Coach yeah. Crabtree. They're going to play solid, smart football on offense, even though they may be throwing the football more this year than we've seen from them ever in his tenure as head coach and they'll be salty, tough defense. They've got Jackson Long, who has committed to Tulane uh, as a tight end and defensive end. His dad, Kevin Long, was the starting center for the Tennessee Titans on their 99 Super Bowl team, for people that might not know that. Uh, So that kind of tells you the athletic background that this kid brings to Beach. They've got some players. They've got some talent. This is a team, even though they've moved up to 6A, that potentially could make some noise come playoff time. Now, would Beach play Gallatin? They're yes, different? they're they're in the same region with okay. Hendersonville, so. Beach, Gallatin, okay. Clarksville High School, Rossview, and West Creek out of Clarksville. Clarksville okay. High, Rossview, and West Creek are all up there. Okay. So that'll right. be the region that they're, they're in. Now, so we're going to be streaming these games. Yes. And so here at WHIN Radio, you can just go there and look at the – pick the streaming – listen live, find the stream you want. You can start listening to that. And we had a great number of stream views or listens last uh, last year, I think 160,000, uh, something like that. So it, it's going to be something that the folks really are jumping into. And, of course, Gallatin's live here Friday nights, uh, starting at 6 o'clock for the pregame. And so it's it, you're going to be able to catch them uh, for sure and check your, your favorite team. Oh, absolutely. And that 160,000 now was across all the streams. And we yeah. have streams of Gallatin. Uh, you can get them on the internet off the live. You can hear them live as well, as you mentioned. Uh, Hendersonville Beach Station Camp, Westmoreland. White House and JP2. We yeah. do not have Portland. Portland has their own radio station up there. Mm-hmm. And it's just not logistically feasible for us to be able to get a broadcast crew in their limited space up there to to go along and they weren't their radio station wasn't interested in having their radio broadcast as part of our stream it's understandable that's part of the business no big deal so but when liberty creek comes online we'll be talking to those folks because they won't have a uh, affiliation with anything to begin with and i'm sure we'll be adding them to the list but you can go on whin radio.com you can go to the high school football page click on that link Scroll down. There'll be a link to all of those teams that I mentioned. And just click on the one you want to listen to, and you can hear that particular broadcast. Now, here's the thing that a lot of people, when you say 160,000, that was the streams. That doesn't include the number of live listeners that we might have had, which we can't calculate. So I'm going to guess somewhere in the neighborhood of 200,000 people listen to high school football in Sumner County through WHIN either on air or on streams. And I would say that probably this year could be similar because we mentioned it in the first segment about the COVID and about the situation. And there's a lot of people that just won't venture out potentially because of their situations or because of their fear of perhaps coming in contact with this. And I can't blame them. This Mm -hmm. is not meant as a negative in any way, because if you're not able to go to the game or don't want to go to the game, Hey, there you go. That's great. Yeah. Pop on whinradio.com, pick out your favorite team, turn on your AM FM radio, yeah. 1010 AM, 100.7 FM, and listen. That's what we're here for. That's what we're doing this for, so you can listen to it, and we'd love to have you. And, hey, maybe next year at this time, if we do this again, we're talking about 200,000 stream uh, views over the course of the season and not just 160,000. But thank you to all of those fans that listen and to all of the sponsors that help make this possible. Absolutely. Because – Yes, radio is a business, but at the same time, you think about this. To have all of these streams, all of these people have to have equipment, Mm -hmm. and to do it, you have to have a computer because that's how 
Hendersonville and Beach and Westmoreland and White House and Pope John, their signal is not sent via radio like the terrestrial radio normally is. Mm -hmm. It's done through a laptop computer. They have to have headsets. They have to have equipment. They have to have connectors. So all of this costs money to do. So the money that the sponsors pay for this helps pay for the equipment that we need to be able Absolutely. to bring you all these games. And F&M Bank is sponsoring a touchdown. Uh, F&M Bank is the touchdown sponsor. Every time Gallatin scores a touchdown, Hendersonville, Station Camp, Beach, I think those are the four that are on it. I could be wrong. It could be on the others as well. But anyway, I know there's four. It's an F&M Bank touchdown anytime Bam. those teams score. Absolutely. And we thank F&M Bank and yeah, every other great. sponsor because there's a bunch of them. They and are. I'm not going to try to go through them because I'll leave somebody out and I don't want to do that. That's a big list. Hey, it and is. We, and we got some TV action coming this year. Correct. There will be two Sumner County TV games. Not Well, this coming week, uh, week two, Henry County comes to Beach. That's a okay. traditional. Now, Henry County is still a 5A school. Beach will be 6A. Uh, but those two will play. And then later on in the season, Hendersonville comes to Gallatin. And that, too, will be a television game that you can watch but we hope that if you watch it you'll turn down the volume on your television you'll turn up the volume on your computer and and listen listen to either terry utley or myself or zach williams or whoever might be on the call of of the games that'll be on television that's going to be great well listen we've been speaking with greg arias our sports director at whin football action is back here in Sumner County. You're going to hear it all right here at WHIN Radio. Greg, thanks for taking your time out of here. I know you're busy. you got to go study rosters and tapes, and yeah, you're going to do a great job. Again. Absolutely. Thanks, Jeff, for having me, and thanks to all the listeners and to all the coaches and everybody for the support of Sumner County High School football. Yeah, that's going to do it. So listen, that's going to wrap up Sumner County Spotlight for this week. We appreciate you joining us, and uh, we will check you next week. This is Jeff Shannon saying so long. Sumner County Spotlight on 100.7 WHIN 1010 AM has been brought to you exclusively by F&M Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, a home mortgage, or considering refinancing your home, F&M Bank will provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 AM. Thanks for listening.